Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 15 of Season 4 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com, When Harry Met Sally, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Brian Lockhart of Hamilton Shot by Shot. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me one last time for this week. Appreciate it. No problem. No problem. You well, I've I've enjoyed talking to you all week. Hopefully hopefully you have too. Hopefully hopefully everyone listening has also enjoyed our conversations. You know, yeah, I hope for, so. Because <laughs> especially since this is one of the you know pivotal uh, weeks of this this uh, particular movie. Uh, but yeah, there, there'll be there will be more iconic ones coming up later on. But uh, you know these are the pivotal ones. <laughs> I feel I feel very honored to be a part of um, like you said the the thesis statement of this movie is this week. And you know it's it's much better than uh, credits from maybe previous seasons. So <laughs> that was two seasons ago, and and I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I, as much as uh, people complain about getting credits episodes, I actually enjoy recording credit episodes because I really we find some really interesting things to talk about. Yes. I okay. Agree. When I, I mean, just if you if you would have listened to the credits last week for for Die Hard, you know when we or not last week, three weeks ago when we finished Die Hard. All right, you'll you'll hear we we found. You know, we we found that they give thanks to a knife manufacturer, and there are no knives in the movie. Can you think of any knife in in Die Hard? No. Exactly. Okay. In Die Hard Two, there is yes, but in and in Die Hard Three, but in uh, Die Hard with Avengers, but in the original Die Hard, I cannot think of any scene that that has a knife. So why would they have a thanks to the knife? And again, if if I wouldn't have talked about the credits, I wouldn't have found that out. So, you know, you do find interesting things out about movies that way. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you can't knock it. And, and, and you, you know, as much as you're knocking it, you and I had a fun time talking about the credits on Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So <laughs> you, you can't really – Well, it, actually, it's a lot You can't more deny that. Too. Yeah, it's a lot more freeing because you can, you can go off the beaten path a little bit if you want. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, I go off the beaten path every week, at least twice. I know, you know I so, noticed that. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but but with plane trains and automobiles, yeah. So so far, so far, I have fun doing credits because you don't have to talk about every single thing that happens, but you pick and choose some fun things to talk about. And uh, if you listen to my second to last episode from Die Hard, okay, that was a uh, that's actually the episode where we talked about the knives. Um, that was an hour and a half episode, just about the credits. So. <laughs> You know, a minute of credits, we talked for an hour and a half, approximately. So, And that's hard to explain that concept to people who aren't familiar with movies by minutes. So like, wait, you spent an hour and a half talking about one minute of the movie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, so you see, but you're right. It frees you up a lot more. There's a lot more to talk about and stuff like that. But we are actually not here to talk about the credits on Die Hard. We are here to talk about uh, a, a very interesting interlude in When Harry Met Sally. So... Episode 15 begins with Harry responding to Sally and ends with a shot of what looks like LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> so yesterday we ended things with, with Harry getting out of the car and Sally saying goodbye to him. They say they have a very awkward goodbye. And then Harry continues to walk, right? And then Sally says to him at the end of yesterday's episode, well, have a nice life. And today's episode begins with Harry responding and saying, you too. So... <laughs> The two of them really, even after having an 18-hour drive, don't have very much to say to one another. But, you know, uh, I, it's going to take another 
let's say, uh, 10, 12 years before the two of them uh, finally are able to have, uh, you know, meaningful conversations that, that will mean so much to the both of them. But we'll, we'll have to wait around for that. <laughs> you have to wait around five to 10 years to do that? Uh, no, we, uh, we're going to have to wait a, a few weeks. But, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I thought yeah, just a few, long just a few weeks yeah. till we talk about it, but, but Harry and Sally have to wait 12 years for that. That's the difference. Okay. All right. No, you know, all right. They have no, to I wait. I, I don't, you don't, everyone listening doesn't either. This, this show is only going to be, I think 19 weeks. So you don't have to worry about it being for a few months or a few years or a few decades or whatever like that. Hopefully, hopefully the show itself will last for that long, but this season, no. <laughs> so the show is Harry, timeless. That's right. So the music comes up again. We once again uh, get the song, uh, let's call the whole thing off. We hear the potato and potato and tomato and tomato. And then we have an amazing crane shot, you know, that that, that shows us all of uh, Washington Square. And we see Harry walking towards Greenwich Village or something like that. Sally gets into her car and just they depart one another after uh, this apparently very... Uh, meaningful 18-hour journey that the two of them have taken together that will uh, probably be etched in their lives forever. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see how that works out. And then we, we get a, an interlude in the movie, which is something this is this. This is actually the first interlude because the it's, it's the second uh, documentary uh, interview, I guess you can call it, but it's the first interlude because the first one took place before the movie started. All right, before the action, before we met Harry and Sally. So once again, we have an elderly couple that are sitting on this uh, love seat couch. You know, we have the uh, you know flowered wallpaper behind them once again. You know, it's a different couple than it was the first time. And um, first of all, do, do you know the whole story behind these these couples, right? In general, no, the I, idea of them. No. I okay, was hoping so, you would explain it to me. Okay, so but... the, the idea is is that Rob Reiner, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit during the first uh, interviews, where Rob Reiner was at a friend's house and who who happens to be the, now he's, or he's the former CEO of, of Disney. And the two of them were, were, were talking and they saw the, the, his friend's father and Rob Reiner just asked him, you know, what is your, you know, how did you and your wife meet? And he told the story and Rob Reiner thought of the idea. He says, well, wouldn't it be great to have a movie where you have, you have real couples telling their real stories of how they met. And that's where the idea came. So he started collecting all these different stories from people that he knew about their parents or uh, mostly about their parents, how they had met one another. And then they sat down and tried filming these with the real people, and they realized that the real people just couldn't do it. They needed to get actors. So every one of these documentary interviews, these are actors. These are not the real couples. Um, this uh, couple is actually played by the actors Charles Dugan and Catherine Squire. Okay. Um, Charles Dugan was born in 1912 and passed away in 2008 at the age of 95. Catherine Squire was born in 1903, and she passed away in 1995 at the age of 92. Mm -hmm. So uh, at the time of filming this, he was 77, and she was about 85. About. I mean, oh. we don't know exactly what day they recorded it, but assuming it was 1988, uh, so that, that's what 
that that was their that, that was their ages at the time, 77 and 80, 85. He has on IMDb five movie credits and six TV credits. But his big claim to fame is the fact that he is the father of Dennis Dugan. Do you know who that is? No. Okay, so he is a director, actor, comedian, screenwriter. Okay, he is apparently very close with Adam Sandler. He he was the director on some of uh, Adam Sandler's uh, biggest films. Okay, he he was the director of uh, Happy Gilmore and Jack and Jill, Grown Ups, uh, and basically the the whole the whole group of. Uh, you know, of all the, the within the Adam Sandler world, you know, you have all those those various movies. You know, he he started off as a TV director. He he directed here we go. He directed uh, five episodes of Moonlighting. Back to you know, call back to to Die Hard. You know, uh, he was the director of the movie Problem Child from nineteen ninety. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then after that, he. Once he started directing uh, movies, his first uh, movie after that was Happy Gilmore, Beverly Hills Ninja, <laughs> uh, Big Daddy, Saving Silverman. Uh, what else is on here? Uh, the Benchwarmers. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You don't mess with the Zohan. Grown Ups. Just go with it. Jack and Jill. Grown Ups 2. Uh, and then his most recent movie is uh, Love Weddings and Disaster. And other disasters. So I mean, he's he's a pretty uh, prolific director. He has thirty nine uh, credits on uh, IMDb. So so apparently, you know, his father's claim to fame is, is that he is the father of Dennis Dugan. You know, even <laughs> though he himself is an actor uh, who appears here in Harry and Sally. Catherine Squire has actually fifty six TV credits and nine movie credits, but one of her credits is on a TV show called Doctors from the 1970s, where she was in 357 episodes. Oh, okay. So she was one of the doctors or yeah, nurses. Well, her, her, character, her character was <laughs> named Emma Simpson. I, I don't know. I've never seen the show The Doctors, so I couldn't mm -hmm. tell you what her character is, whether she's a nurse or whether she's a doctor or you know, an administrator or something. She could, she could be anything in, in the hospital itself. But, uh, True. You know, she the the fact that she was on 357 episodes is just amazing. You know, because I I I assume, I mean, I guess this is maybe a soap opera. It's a it was a 30 minute TV series. Um, don't know. No clue. It could be. Yeah, it could be a soap. Wow, the show had 3,836 episodes. I'm assuming this is a soap opera. Yeah, it's yeah with that. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and the fact that they had 3,800 episodes and she was only in 357 of them, meaning she didn't she didn't have that big of a part. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. The show went from 1963 to 1982. It was a 19-year show. Yeah, if they had that many episodes, it must have been uh, somewhat of a serialized soap opera or something like that. Yeah. So the two of them begin to tell their story. Okay, so it starts off with uh, with the, the the woman starts talking first this time, and she says, "We fell in love in high school," and he goes, "Yeah, we were high high school sweethearts." But then, after our junior year, his parents moved away. But I never forgot her. He never forgot me. Nope, her face was burned on my brain, 
And it was 34 years later that I was walking down Broadway and I saw her come out of Taffinetti's. And we both looked at each other and it was just as though not a single day had gone by. She was just as beautiful as she was at 16. He was just the same. He looked exactly the same. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great contrast to the, 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 the previous interview. You know, where, where that one, the wife didn't say anything. She just sat there and let the husband speak. This time, the two of them are taking turns speaking. Okay, I, I love the way the two of them are dressed. You know, we we talked uh, during the first interview that, the you know, it reminded me somewhat, the dress of those characters reminded me of my grandparents. But these do also. I mean, he's wearing a cardigan with a, you know, with, with a tie that with a brown tie that, that goes up to his neck, you know, and the type of dress that she's wearing with a little, uh, uh, what's it called? It's like a brooch that she has there. You know, I think it's just, uh, you know, and he actually reminds me of an older Jimmy Stewart, you know? Yes. I've, I've seen, yeah, I've seen yeah. some movies with Jimmy Stewart in them and, uh, you know, he also sounds a little bit like him. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the, the funniest thing is, is while she's talking at one point, he gives like a huge, he like inhales really, really deeply <laughs> as if to say, oh, this story again. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, if, she, it's like she's interrupting him. Like he's exactly like, I'm telling this story. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, what what's great is, is that, you know, we can we can do the math and we know that that they basically met when they were 50. That's basically the, the story behind this couple. Whoever the, the real couple is based on. Now, now it, it wasn't easy. To, I wasn't able to figure out who these are based on. And even in the commentary tracks, you know, I have the, the version of, of When Harry Sally that I have has two commentary tracks on it. One of them just with Rob Reiner, and another one with Rob Reiner, Nora Ephron, and Billy Crystal. And I mean, they're talking about a whole bunch of different things, but they don't mention here about the, um, you know, where exactly, who, who the, where the story came from. You know, but it's 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 a nice story. It shows that that you know, I guess it's it's. I think one of the things they're trying to show with these stories is, is that everyone meets their significant other in a different way, but most people still feel that that they were destined to meet one another, even in these strange uh, ways and stuff like that. That's a good, yeah. That's a good point based on some of the other stories. Exactly. Uh, there's one I'm in particular I'm thinking of, but I also this. Does... You're probably talking about the one with the doctors, right? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they were living next to next, they were yeah, living a block yeah, away yeah. from each other, right? Exactly. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, the 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 thing with this story, the way it kind of ties back in, is the fact of a story of somebody who met each other when they were younger, and then years later, they met again. Correct. So like that has to do with obviously what we're about to see. Yeah. Um, spoiler, yeah, but it's also spoiler but it's also... alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that but that we're only it's only going to be ten years later. This is True. thirty thirty four years. I mean they they yeah. they met up the second time when they were fifty. You know when they yeah. finally got together. But the fact that we know that both of these actors, at least at this point, uh, are in their seventies, it it could mean that they're together for twenty twenty five years already. You know when they're mm -hmm. telling the story. You know they don't they don't specific. I mean they never tell us how old these these characters are supposed to be. Not that it matters. But the idea is, is yeah. that okay. You know, they've they've been able to, you know, they missed one another for 34 years, but they, they're now making up for that, you know, by by 
you know, having these years that they're they're back together. And I, I also you, like, yeah. Well, do you think, uh, I mean, honestly, that that man looked the same at 50 as he did at 16? No, I do not. <laughs> or do, do not. you think she's lying a little bit there? <laughs> no, but but no. But again, no, there's there's kidding. also the, the whole idea of, of, you know, like, OK, I'm I'm uh, 49. There are people who I haven't seen in 30 years that can see me that I can bump into and they will immediately recognize me and, and say that I look very similar to what I looked back then, you know, that right, type of yeah. thing. So I, I think yeah. that's what she's trying to say here. Right. I gotcha. <laughs> you know, I think that's what it comes down to. So I don't know. But one of the other things I like is, is that uh, in the first interview, so the, the wife taps, you know, like pats his, his arm a little bit throughout it in this one, there's a point where she grabs his arm and, and pats him, you know, in a, a very animated way. You know, that yeah. the, the last time it was less animated, the way that, that the, the wife grabbed the arm. And here it, it's more animated and, and works really well. Yeah, it shows the affection, you know. Yeah, exactly. Now, he mentions that he saw her coming out of Tafanetti restaurants. Okay. Do, do you have any idea what that is? I just assume it's some New York Italian restaurant. <laughs> okay, it's apparently a very famous New York restaurant. Okay, it's Tafanetti mm. restaurant that was open uh, for 30 years from 1939 to 1968. All right, and it was uh, opened up by a man named Dario Tafanetti, who was an Italian immigrant who first moved to the U.S. in 1910. And he had a whole bunch of different jobs. He first was an ice cream vendor, then a baked potato salesman, and then a busboy before he finally had earned himself enough money to start his own restaurant. In 1914, he opened a restaurant called the Triangle Restaurant in Chicago with only $3,500. His, the menu had, uh, you know, baked potatoes, sugar cured ham, strawberry shortcake, and he just really flourished from there. He was chosen to be one of the caterers at the 1933 World's Fair in Chicago, where he got even more attention and success for the things that he was doing. And by 1937, he had six restaurants, you know, throughout Chicago that were uh, known as the Triangle Restaurants. Okay, he eventually even became the the president of the Chicago Restaurant Association. Uh, and that, and he held that, that title from 1936 to 1943. Okay. And then he decided that, uh, you know, he wanted to expand his business to New York. So after the world's fair in New York in 1939, uh, he, where he also did the catering, he decided to, uh, to buy a little, uh, shop or a little area on the corner of 43rd and Broadway, Broadway, which is in Times Square. And then he got a, a very po uh, famous architectural firm known as Walker and Gillette to create the, the you know, the, the restaurant itself. And they had a two-story building that was actually connected by an escalator uh, and it had an open stainless steel kitchen and a glass uh, facade so that you can like see in from the outside. Okay, you could have... Uh, they had room for eight for, for sorry, they had room for 1000 guests uh, at, at any time. And they usually had about 8,500 customers every day. That's okay. a lot of people. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> the, the tagline or the, 
the, the slogan they used for the restaurant was the busiest restaurant on the world's busiest corner. Hmm. And it became uh, one of the most popular restaurants around. And most people, you know, if they were looking for a place to eat in Times Square, you know, for about 30 years, that's where they would they would go. Tafanetti himself passed away in 1962. And after he passed away, his family still continued running the restaurant for another six years until they were able to sell the building for three million dollars in 1968 to the Globe Theater. Um, they they have uh, demolished it as of at, by 1990 it was demolished, so it really wasn't something that you could uh, find afterwards. But you know I just find it really interesting that that you know he just throws out the name of this restaurant. I mean in this in the first interview, with the couple also mentions a a restaurant that they 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 met in, and you know that also was a real thing. I didn't think it was it was called the Horn and something restaurant. I don't remember the, the first word of it. Uh, Horn and Hackett or something like that. Don't know. <laughs> but well, these uh, are based on real people. It makes sense that they would sprinkle in real, um, you know, real locations. Yeah, that's true. Makes sense. That makes sense. So have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? No, just the only thing is, I, I mean, I, just been watching the minute while we've been recording again and i just i love that crane shot of them walking away because you just see how they're going their own separate ways it's just yeah. it's pretty cool but that's that's all right no and I, I mean one of the things that 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 makes it very interesting about that crane shot is also is okay so harry knows that he apparently has an apartment somewhere or he goes he's going somewhere and she knows where she's going and things like that and and you know they're they're both off to start their new lives from these little locations and you know we we get the bird's eye view of the two of them. You know, he goes off to the left and she goes off to the right. Yep. So, yeah. So the, the the script basically has a few discrepancies in the story that this couple are telling. But most of them are just words that are added here and there that they apparently dropped. So I'm just going to read through the whole thing. And then I'll mention which of the the things that have actually. No, I'm not I'm not going to try to make you guess. That That wouldn't be fun. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> So it says, that's right. This is documentary footage. Another older couple sitting together on the same love seat we saw earlier. Woman, we fell madly in love in high school. And the man says, we were high school sweethearts. And the woman said, I just said that. Didn't I just say that? But after our junior year, junior year, his parents moved away. But I never forgot her. He never forgot me. Her face burned itself on my brain. 34 years later, I see her coming out of Toffinetti's. We looked at each other. And it was as if not one day went by. She looked as beautiful as she was when she was 16 years old. He looked the same. He looked exactly the same to me. And then it continues when the man says, and we haven't been apart one day since. The woman says, not one day. So, again, it's not needed, but it does strengthen the the the, the bond of this couple by adding in, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, that they've that, – they haven't been apart ever since, you know, they were apart for 34 years and now they just can't get enough of each other. That type of thing. Right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, there were a few little changes here. You know, the woman said we fell madly in love, which wasn't a word that was used before. Then the woman said, I just said that. Didn't I just say that? Which that would just make her sound senile. So it's a good thing they took that out. Yeah, I like that they took it out or or combative almost like 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 I just said that like <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. yeah, but but you know what? That could be what happened when they took the real couple, and the real couple were bat were you know were bickering back and forth. Yeah. So that could be uh, you know, and you know in the in the movie she basically says um, he was just the same, and here is he looked the same, he looked exactly the same to me. So it's 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 slightly different, but the delivery in the movie it still works. I, I I like the way they do that. Um, and that, that's all we have for the script. So every Friday we have a segment called Weekend Romance, where my guests will give their top five uh, rom-com films. So what have you got for us, Brian? Start from the bottom and work your way up. Right, well, I, you know, I was having a hard time figuring out which ones I wanted to use because, um, you know, that's not my genre. But when I was going through a list of, you know, rom-coms, there was a lot of movies that I would like Coming to America was on there. I'm like, yeah, technically that would be a romantic comedy. I just always thought of that as a comedy comedy. But uh, one one that popped up that it's not my favorite movie, but I'd be remiss to uh, to add it. And Jay, um, Jeff and uh, Chris from Jane Silent Bob Minute would be really upset if I left it off. So number five is Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy, great choice. Number four is Ten Things I Hate About You. Uh, number three, Sixteen Candles. Number two, Wedding Crashers. And my number one favorite is The Princess Bride. To bring it back to Billy Crystal. Have fun storming the castle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are great. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. I've had a fun week. Hopefully you have too, Brian. Uh, of course. Do you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch, where they can find Brian Lockhart? You know, you're, I think you're somewhere on on the the, the internet, somewhere on on podcasts, you know, something like that. Where where can we yeah, find you? I'm I'm all over the place. I have my original project, which was the Marine Corps Movie Minute podcast. I did Heartbreak Ridge one minute at a time, the Clint Eastwood classic. That can be at Marine Corps Movie Minute uh, podcast all over the internet. Um, I have a kind of uh, a current show is the Marvel Events Timeline podcast, where I'm going through with Travis Bow, uh, basically the history of Marvel Comics themselves. We're starting at the very beginning in uh, the the timely comics era and working our way towards now. <laughs> and um, and where, where and are you guys uh, up to as of as of now? Where we last left off was just at the end of World War II, so uh, we're still very early in the in the uh, timeline of Marvel. We're getting into the Atlas era, the post-war, um, pre-60s golden age, you know, or silver age, I guess I should say. <laughs> uh, golden and silver, we're leaving, you know. We're le- yeah, we're leaving the golden age. We're heading into that no man's land before the silver age kicks off. Uh, and that's just Marvel Events uh, podcast or Marvel Events pod on, like, say, Instagram. Uh, you can find us out there. And then my uh, current project I'm doing with my daughter is Hamilton Shot by Shot. Um, that is a, a a journey through the musical Hamilton one song at a time. Or and if you want to find us there, we're at Hamilton Shot by Shot on Facebook and Instagram. All right, excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on my website, MoveAroundMinute.com. You can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. So, Brian, thank you very much for spending this week with us. It's been a lot of fun, even though it isn't your genre. But I'm assuming season five will go back to, you know, more your genre with lots of, uh, you know, shooting and blood and guts and uh, yippee ki 
So who knows? <laughs> All good stuff. You know, and, and until I see you again, your face will be burned on my brain. <laughs> well, you know, you do look exactly the same. Exactly <laughs> the same. Well, that's what that's what helps was when you uh, look 40 when you're 20. So, you know, when, when you become 40, you just still look the same. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. That's true. All right. So have a great weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'll have what she was having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you